Hello, everybody. This is Bill Cameron from The Drive. Podcasts of The Drive are presented by Southeastern Industrial Contractors, now hiring for great-paying skilled trade positions. Call 334-209-6355 to learn more. Thanks for listening. The following is an Auburn Network production. Live from Auburn, the sports capital of Alabama, this is The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067. And online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome in to the Friday edition of The Drive. It's Bill and Drew here in the studio. Dan has got an event going on, a, uh, a get-together that, uh, that he is attending today. He'll be back on Monday. Brian Matthews will be in as well Monday. But today it's just uh, me and you, our listeners. Love for you to join in. And you can uh, give me a call on the Drive Hotline presented by Sky Bar Cafe, and that number is 334-321-1390. You can also text us on the Drive text box presented by Southeastern Industrial Contractors, and that number is 334-564-1840. Big day today. There is a huge uh, football game going on at the Duck tonight as Auburn hosting Central, another top-five matchup Central, the number one team in the state And an Auburn win here would uh, put them in line to win win the region. A central win, and they should win the region. So, big, big ball game on tap here tonight. These teams have played, I believe they played twice a year for at least the last four years. So, uh, it's probably, you know, it may not be the last meeting this year, but it is a big one here in the regular season. Auburn coming off an open date. And we'll talk with Scott Bagwell at around the bottom of the hour, voice of the Auburn High Tigers. We'll talk with him about the big matchup at the bottom of the hour. Of course, we're also uh, looking forward to hearing from you. We're going to talk with, uh, you know, former Auburn defensive line coach Don Dunn in hour number two. We'll talk with him or talk to him around 5:15 and uh, get his thoughts on the Tigers and the Rebels. Boy, an Ole Miss team coming in that is. Uh, explosive offensively. They're second only to LSU in scoring and total offense in the Southeastern Conference, uh, but they are a faster-paced offense. They snap the ball um, at a little better than twice every 45 seconds. Yeah, so that's, that's how quick they go. And so that is the, uh, that's the challenge for Auburn. Auburn's got to find some offense. Will there be a change at quarterback? There's been a lot of a lot of buzz about that. I, I I don't know that it's coming that's that it's really come from the football building, but there sure has been a lot of talk about it. I know that Dan said when the media had the opportunity to watch practice that Robbie Ashford and Peyton Thorne were pretty much splitting time. Peyton was still the first one out there, but Robbie was getting, he thought, a little bit more of the work with the one. So we will see about that. Auburn hoping that they have some guys that have been banged up back, especially over on the defensive side, Keontae Scott, 
who is a key for this Auburn defense, was practicing earlier this week with a white jersey, meaning, you know, it was full go. Uh, Austin Keys, who's been out with a broken thumb, also had the white jersey on, had big wrapping on the hand and thumb. Of course, Austin started his career at Ole Miss, so you know he'd like to get out there and play against his former team. Ole Miss looking to to put together back-to-back wins over Auburn for the first time since 1951 and 52. And somebody said, well, you know, maybe the good thing about that is, if it does happen, that was at the beginning of Shug's career. So, uh, th- and that one turned out pretty well, you know, 25 years uh, of, of Shug after that. But, yeah, Auburn really would like to break the slide that they're in right now. 0-3 in conference play, three straight losses. And I think we mentioned this yesterday. Auburn's lost 13 of its last 15 conference games since beating Ole Miss in Auburn two Octobers ago. So, I mean, that it, it has been rough sledding for, for, for Auburn since then. And, um, you know, they've got quite the challenge with the Ole Miss offense that they will be facing. Ole Miss defensively has been a little bit better. Pete Golding, the former Alabama defensive coordinator, is uh, the Alabama D.C. Uh, excuse me, is the Ole Miss D.C. now, and they've been pretty tough to run on, and that of course is what Auburn has been able to do offensively. The passing game has really struggled all year long, but they've uh, been able to run the ball pretty successfully. It's odd when you say that, and then your leading rusher is Peyton Thorne with 225 yards, but. Uh, but they're still averaging 190 yards a game rushing. And, and Auburn's going to have to be able to run the ball. They're going to have to be able to sustain drives. I know Hugh Freeze said he'd love to see uh, Auburn at halftime with a 2-1 time of possession advantage. But he did go on to say, but that doesn't necessarily mean that we'll be leading because Ole Miss can score so quickly, and Lane Kiffin could care less about time of possession. So, uh, so we will – We'll talk about that. Love to get your thoughts on the match that matchup tomorrow. Any other games going on around the country? Got a couple of. I mean, you've got the the third Saturday in October. Obviously, Alabama and Tennessee. Uh, it's not going to be anything like last year when it was a 52-49 Tennessee win, breaking that long Alabama streak. This one, uh, Alabama solid favorites. Tennessee has struggled offensively, and, and they have really struggled away from home. So Alabama being in Tuscaloosa, you know, they've got um, a pretty favorable schedule for their home games. They've lost to Texas already, uh, but they had um, Ole Miss at home. They've got Tennessee at home, and they get LSU at home. The toughest road game for Alabama probably will be at Auburn to end the season. But, uh, but Alabama-Tennessee there on the third Saturday in October. And uh, we'll, we'll get your thoughts on that. We'll talk about that one as well. I think Arkansas-Mississippi State and Missouri-South Carolina are interesting ball games as well. Um, you know, Missouri, of, of the four, Missouri is the team that really has, has things going. I mean, they're playing pretty well. South Carolina – Arkansas, Mississippi State, man, those are teams that desperately, desperately need wins. So uh, um, I think Arkansas is rightfully a, a uh, the favorite. Maybe, maybe you know, maybe Arkansas. 
I think they're only around a five or six point favorite. I, I like Arkansas solidly in, in that ball game, and I like Missouri just because they're playing with a lot of confidence. South Carolina's got to feel like you know they're they're close, sort of like Arkansas. They can play close, but they they can't seem to pull out the win. Also, uh, nationally, I mean the the biggest game nationally is the. Penn State, Ohio State game in Columbus. And Penn State, it, this, this one looks like if they're going to uh, ever be able to, to do it. Well, they've done it once. Um, but if James Franklin's going to be able to, then they need to, they need to get it done right now. So uh, we'll, we'll talk about that. Uh, and then, of course, if you want to talk a little bit about the Michigan fiasco, the um, again, it's not so much stealing signs. It's scouting and videoing uh, teams to try to get the other team's signs. Meanwhile, we've got another doubleheader in Major League Baseball with the um, championship series for both the American and National League. This afternoon's game is the ALCS. Jordan Montgomery, who shut down the Astros in Houston, um, facing the the Astros, who, I mean, they, they seem to love hitting the ball in Texas. <clears throat> I heard the number last night. Last night they went 10-3, and they're averaging nine runs a game in Texas's ballpark. And Montgomery gets the first two batters on ground outs, but Alex Bregman, the uh, former LSU star, deposits one in the left field stands, and the Astros are out to a one nothing lead as they bat in the top of the first with Jordan Alvarez, who uh, is just he, – he is about as hot a hitter as you'll ever see. They put up a stat, though, that in the postseason, he's 7 for 13 against lefties, 0 for 3 against Montgomery, 7 for 10 against every other lefty. So, man, the Rangers are hoping that, that Montgomery, the former Cardinal, can uh, – uh, can continue his success there. I mean, this one felt like, oh, Texas had all the momentum. You know, they win the first two games in Houston. They go home, and Houston has come back, even the series. And this is a 2-3-2 two, two, where uh, Houston has the home field advantage, but it's two two games for the team with the home field advantage, then three at the other team, then two if necessary back at the original site. So Houston looking to go up 3-2 uh, well, the winner here obviously will be up 3-2. But, I mean, Houston looking to go up 3-2 as they head back to uh, Houston over the weekend. So we'll keep you updated on that as well. A lot going on today. Again, Scott Bagwell joins me in about 20 minutes. Uh, and then Don Dunn at around 5.15. We talked with Corey Sperlin, uh, Dr. Corey Sperlin, the associate director for for bands at Auburn, marching band director on Wednesday about the special show tomorrow night at halftime where the band is competing with um, thousands of other bands, high school to all the way to the, the Division I bands for prizes. And the, the Division I prize would be $75,000 in equipment. Uh, Metallica, um, bands are playing Metallica songs, doing Metallica-themed halftime shows, and Auburn's one of those. And tomorrow they're going to cut the lights out. They've got some special lights 
uh, and, and things planned. And I thought what we'll do is we'll, we'll rerun the interview with Corey uh, at 5 o'clock. So, so that'll be for, for folks that are coming in town. You'll want to hear this. Uh, be prepared. You know, check your Metallica knowledge and lyrics because uh, they, they'll want you to help them out as well. So that's all coming up today. We may get some audio from players who met with the media earlier this week as the uh, Tigers and Rebels will play tomorrow night. It's the first home night conference game for Auburn. And, of course, the, uh, the, the first conference game, Auburn really competed with top-ranked Georgia, you know, right there tied with them till the last uh, few minutes of the ball game. And looking for another great atmosphere. I'll tell you this. There are a lot of people in town. Traffic is really, really busy. So uh, um, so hopefully we've got a great atmosphere tomorrow. Weather's turned out beautiful today. It rained some yesterday evening and through the night and early this morning, as a matter of fact. But that is gone. Doesn't look like there's any chance of rain now, probably till the end of next week. And it's going to be really nice. A little bit warmer. I think it may have it may have touched 80 today. It may do so again tomorrow. But it's not going to be sweltering or anything. It's going to be very pleasant for the uh, for the matchup over at Jordan Hare Stadium. All right, three three four three two one thirteen ninety. That is the drive hotline presented by the Sky Bar Cafe. We'll get to our first break. Love for you to join in as we continue here on the Friday Drive. The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into The Drive here on this Friday afternoon. Bill and Drew here in the studio. Dan is, I love it when they say on assignment. He's not on assignment. He's uh, hes off today. He will be back on Monday. And uh, um, we, we will then obviously look back at the weekend, which includes this big Auburn Ole Miss game coming up again. Uh, we, we'll... Uh, at the top of hour number two, we'll rerun the interview with Dr. Corey Sperlin about the big special halftime show. Auburn Ole Miss, you, you have to wonder, I mean, how how is the team's frame of mind? What's their psyche after this past week? Um, because I really felt Auburn had competed really well. I mean, they didn't play extremely well offensively. Hey, they played pretty poorly offensively at Texas A&M, but the defense really competed. Both, I thought, competed well against Georgia. And it it was one of those things where uh, they, they didn't win those games, but you still felt pretty good. And then last week happened. First possession of the ball game, LSU gets it. Four plays, 75 yards, touchdown. And, and then the offense gets it. Three plays, a penalty, a bad snap, a near turnover, punt it back to LSU, they go right down and score again, and you just felt like, man, this one not going to be Auburn's night, and it was not. LSU scored the first four possessions. They had it. Uh, Auburn was able to cut it to 20-10 to 10 and had the ball four or five times down by 10 but could not do anything else, and then LSU scored the last four times they had the ball. So what is, what is this team's frame of mind? Um, you know, it's, it's, it's very difficult for, you know, for, for, uh, kids to keep, uh, 
playing it as as uh, hard and when some of their goals are gone. Now, I don't I don't think I mean obviously everybody wants to win them all. You want to then if you don't win them all, you want to uh, try to make it to the championship to the league championship game. And if if that falls shy, then then you're you know wanting to try to win you know if you can possible ten ball games. I guess Auburn could could still do that. They would have to win out and then win a bowl game. Uh, but I mean, but when some of your goals start slipping and things aren't going so well, it's difficult to maintain the the energy. And that's something Auburn's got to got to try to get back. Hopefully, the home crowd, the atmosphere, will help tomorrow night. But Ole Miss, look, Ole Miss is coming in, and they are very confident, very confident coming in. Uh, I know the last time that, that the two teams played here, Auburn dominated it from the outset, but this is a completely different this is a completely different looking um, situation that, uh, that that we have right now. I mean, Auburn's on a three game losing streak. Like I said, they've lost thirteen of their last fifteen SEC games since that went over Ole Miss. So you know that, and we and now. Now there's a little more info on the Wesley McGriff situation. Multiple sites that cover Auburn reporting there was a uh, heated exchange between Crime Dog and Auburn defensive coordinator Ron Roberts. And this is uh, a time where they, uh, that Coach McGriff is uh, not going to be on the sidelines coaching. So you just you just wonder this has the potential to be something that could, you know, fracture the team. Some of the players could be one way or the other. So um it'll be very interesting to see how things go from the outset tomorrow night over at Jordan Hare. 334-321-1390. Who was the first caller? Jones, Jones is up first here on the uh, drive hotline. Hey Jones. Hey, Bill. How you doing, brother? Man, I'm doing all right. Man, let's talk a little bit um, about the disillusionment that you, you just mentioned about some of the players that could be, uh, you know, ha- having happened. First of all, I don't know anything about NIL, how much a player gets. But let's say I'm a, a linebacker, second string, whatever, and I don't make the big money, but they get basically a, a stipend each month or whatever. Is that what goes on? Plus their scholarship I guess I'm not really sure how that works that's a good that's a very good question I've never thought of I've I I guess I've just assumed that yes whatever they're getting would be spaced out over the you know over the school year right well I'm, I'm bringing that up for a reason if if I'm a player and I've got that and I heard I heard Jesse Palmer say one time that you got a lot of anxiety till the first lick hits in a ball game so having said that if if you're in a ball game and you are disillusioned. Those guys got to have some pride. They played high school ball with similar talent, maybe not cumulatively as talent uh, per team, but but those guys are studs in their own right. I didn't certainly didn't play college ball, but I got to believe you'd fight hard just because you practice hard with your teammates, you party with them and, and eat with them and whatever. Mm-hmm. And I understand being disillusioned. I saw the look on the face of our freshman defensive end. Yeah, um, Keldrick. Keldrick, the other end. That was disheartening because, you know, when Pat Dye got to Auburn, Auburn finished five and six, but you never would have heard Pat Dye 
run his team down. He basically said, we're going to hit you in the mouth, and we're going to keep hitting you in the mouth, and one day we're going to be on par. And I know that's not Hugh Freeze's style. However, if somebody can just grab a hold of those guys emotionally um, and, and really get into their head and say, guys, you practiced hard for 18, 20 years for this. This is your moment. If you feel disillusioned, take yourself out of the game and put the third stringer in or whatever. But don't stop the fight that you have to have to self-motivate during the course of the game. You only play, what, 60 plays, maybe less if you're a part-timer. Why wouldn't you give it your all? Even if you are disillusioned, you still got to fight. Hell, I went on a team that was uh, like 1 in 10 one year. But every time I got a chance, I'd, I'd stick somebody as hard as I could. I didn't think about the record. No, Probably. you're right. Right. I know it's doable. And the last thing I'm going to say, because you mentioned it subtly, um, about the McGriff situation, my theory is everybody's talking about wanting to start Robbie or whomever. If he starts Robbie, I think that's the best idea. And even if Robbie fails in the first quarter and just does not look good, putting Thorne in would be better than starting Thorne and, and doing the uh, other. I think you're going to divide that locker room if you're not careful because these young people of today, as I've mentioned before, they think entirely differently than people of our era. We no, you're absolutely right about that, Jones. Absolutely right. right. These people have to be told, guys, you got to look within, and whatever motivates you, whatever your devices are, mm-hmm. your sensibilities, you still represent Auburn University, and you're getting a whole lot of free stuff that regular people don't get. So relish it, cherish it, and bust your ass for Auburn University. War Eagle, Bill. Good stuff, Jones. Appreciate the call. 334-321-1390. Rain Man is up next. Hey, Rain Man. Hey, man. How are you today? I'm doing all right. You uh, ready for this weekend? Well, I'm ready, but I'm not going to play, so, I mean, yeah. Well, you know, I'm ready, too, but I'm not going to play either. They, uh, I just saw uh, Jordan Rogers uh, on the FCC Network saying basically the same thing I, I said. Uh, between our two starting quarterbacks, we really can't throw the football at all, so you might as well go to the one that can run the ball better uh, if that's all we're going to be able to do on offense. And I think we may see more of Robbie and the uh, Nick Marshall 2013-style offense this weekend to slow the game down some. But I don't know that it really helps that much as far as pulling out a victory. I'm going to say that uh, I suspect after how our defense looked this past weekend uh, that we'll not be able to keep them under 35 points. I, I, this week, I think I'd see the whole game, just about 25 minutes to highlights, which was mostly their offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, when, when I watched it, uh, we've got guys, we're, we're seven and eight yards off the line of scrimmage on third and five. Third and six. Uh, we've got middle linebackers dropping back into coverage. We've got six people to cover four receivers in some place, and there's a uh, running back over in the flat with nobody around him for 20 yards. Uh, just the pre-stop formations on defense are mind-boggling. They give up so many easy yards. Uh, I don't know that we just think we can't stop them at all. You don't have to play eight yards deep and then a safety 20 yards deep when they're inside their hour 25-yard line about to go into the red zone. They can't go over the top. The back of the end zone stops that, right? Well, that's true. I mean, and, and that, you know, Auburn's philosophy up, you know, up till now has been bend but don't break, and it worked pretty well until this yeah. past week. But LSU's well, got – It got really exposed. Yeah, LSU's got guys – 
that uh, if you give them that kind of room, they can then run between and past people and turn them into big plays. They may not be behind you when they catch the ball, but they can still take those 10, 12-yard passes and turn them into 40, 50 yards. Uh, let me ask you another quick question. I'm going to ask you a question. In the game, it looked like maybe third or fourth quarter, there was a play. I don't know who was in the quarterback, but they took the snap. The uh, running back looked like Chuck West Hunter went up the middle. A defensive end came off the right end completely unblocked yep. and made a sack. And it looked to me like Hugh Freeze waved his arm like a softball pitcher underhand and said, run the blank ball at whoever the quarterback was. As if they should have followed Chuck West Hunter up the middle using him as a blocker when they saw that end, that that was the play. Do you remember that? I remember the play. I don't recall. Maybe maybe I was so disgusted when I saw that I turned away and didn't see didn't see uh, Hugh. Oh, but I do I do remember the, the play, yes. Uh, morning show with uh, the former uh, tight end, the wide receiver guy from Georgia, I forget his name. They were showing the clip, and they showed him, and he looked mad. And he waved his arm and said, run the dang ball. As if the play was a design run up the middle. And I don't know if it was Hunter. Was it uh, was it Peyton Thorne or was it Robbie Ashford that was the quarterback on that play? Oh, gee, I think it was, I think it was uh, Peyton. I thought it might be. It almost seems like maybe he doesn't really want to run the ball. Uh, and, you know, if this offense is designed for an occasional quarterback draw or a quarterback sneak or a quarterback bootleg outside and he's hesitant on it, maybe the other quarterback gives you a better option. We're just going to become even more limited in our pass offense at that point. Well, Auburn's been been about as limited as anybody. They're the worst pass offense. It's hard offense to imagine being worse. Yeah, right. I know, but uh, yep. uh, you know, we've had the better of the two arms that have gotten significant playing time in. I don't know that we've had the best arm in, but the better of the two that have gotten significant playing time. I think we need to see. Uh, I think it was the late great John McCain who said it's always darkest right before it goes pitch black. <laughs> it's going to go pitch black this weekend. It may. Uh, I, I, but I think that means there'll be a little bit of a dawn coming, and we got some winnable games after that. We can You're get right. to six and six, maybe seven and five, although at Arkansas it's going to be tough, especially if it's the 11 o'clock SEC game. Uh, but, you know, we can get to six and six, seven and five. We can make a bowl game. Uh, they, just they just not, they need to do something. Breakers. Yeah, they need to they need to do something that builds a little confidence. Whether you know, even if it's not a win, they they yeah, they've, they've got to do they've got to do something for a better. while. Right. Absolutely, get a little bit of something out of this because I don't I don't think that we can really count on a victory here. I think they'll probably beat us by twelve or fourteen points, uh, just because the offense can't do much and the defense will give out eventually. Uh, I think Auburn needs Ole Miss to help them to have a chance. Like like Georgia did, yeah. Maybe that throw us a couple of interceptions, a couple of fumbles, and give us a shot. That crazier things have happened. At Jordan Hill, they certainly do. Yep. Appreciate it, Raymond. Right. Yes, sir. We'll get to our bottom of the hour break. On the other side, we'll uh, talk some high school football. Huge matchup tonight over at Duck Sanford Stadium. Scott Bagwell, voice of the Auburn High Tigers, joins me. Stick around here on the Friday Drive. Welcome back into the drive. 25 minutes away from 5 o'clock here on this Friday afternoon. Hope everybody doing well on a beautiful Friday afternoon. A gorgeous evening for football, and what a big one on tap over at Duck Sanford Stadium with the pregame 
little less than two hours away and kickoff at 7 o'clock. Auburn hosting Central. Auburn hasn't had that many home games this year. What a huge one this one is. And we're pleased now to be joined by the voice of the Auburn High Tigers, and that's Scott Bagwell. Scott, how you doing, man? Good. How about you, Bill? Uh, had a long day. I had a long day. I took a day off and uh, and and thought thought the yard be too wet for me to do some work in it, but it was wrong. So I'm tired. But uh, hey, I'm ready. For, I'm ready for the weekend, uh, man. What a, what a fun game we were talking. I was talking about atmosphere uh, at Jordan Hare tomorrow. Should be great atmosphere at the Duck tonight. Yeah, uh, you know, number one versus number three, Central Auburn. Uh, the last four to five years, this game has kind of taken off. Um, you know, they've played in the Final Four the last four years in a row. Been a region championship. It feels like every single time these two these two teams have played. And uh, you know, last year they split Auburn, getting the win in the Final Four game. Yep. Um, and uh, it just uh, it, it's tough to undersell how how this rivalry has developed recently and how big tonight's game is. Yeah, I mean, I had somebody say, "Well, it's just the first of two this year." I said, "You can't assume that just because they've been playing twice a year for the last four years." Yeah, and also because of just how weird the schedule has been, I don't know what the playoff rankings are going to be. Like yeah. the winner of tonight's game with Auburn Central should win the region. Inside, yeah, yeah. Like all they got to do is take care of business, and they win the region. Um, the problem that at Central, if they lose, has should be fine as far as the two seed. Right. If Auburn loses tonight, things get very, very weird with the seeding thanks to the upset by Enterprise last night over Opelika. Because um, right now, Enterprise, if Auburn loses to Central, Enterprise has the inside track to the two seed. Yeah, because they got the, the tiebreaker. They have the tiebreaker. Now, if Dothan beats Opelika next week, now you have a three-way tie for second place with Dothan, Auburn, and Enterprise. And that first tiebreaker that would get kicked in is region opponents and their win total. I went back and, and added those up today. It's like Auburn at 12, Enterprise at 12, Dothan at 11 projected wins. Well, that's, so that's neck and neck as well. Yeah, so if that came down, that would eliminate Dothan, and you'd go back to the head-to-head, and Auburn still loses. And Auburn would be the three. Yeah. And if you're the three, that means a potential second-round matchup with Central. If you're yep. Auburn, you want the one, the two, or as weird as this sounds, or the four. The four. Yeah, I can see that. That's crazy. And uh, but but that just shows the twists and turns of this region. Don't how good go this region Enterprise. is. How how competitive it is too. Well, Auburn. I think the way that it is, there's a very good chance whoever the four seed is, unless it's Opelika, whoever the four seed is is going to be eight and two. Gee, that's crazy. Yeah. Yep. That's that's what this region is right now. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's Auburn's played three one point games this year. They're two and one in those games. You add in the Ramsey game, which was a one possession game. Auburn's been in a bunch of close physical football games and, and hopefully that pays off tonight. Cause I, if Auburn wants to win this one, it's going to have to be, you, you got to play well, you got to You got to do all the little things. You're going to have to find a way to, to be in the game in the fourth quarter and then make enough plays. 
to pull off the big-time upset against what might be the best Central team that we've seen. Um, they are absolutely loaded. Yeah, I know that uh, Pat has told some people this is the best team he's had, and they're playing like it. You're talking about Auburn in close games. How many close games has Central had? They have zero yeah. uh, single-digit uh, games uh, on the year. They are they they have uh, they've played one close game that was against Opelika, a twenty-eight to eighteen win that was a three-point game until uh, uh, with about three and a half minutes left, Central returned the kickoff, uh, the distance for a touchdown to win by ten, and then Opelika fumbled the ensuing kickoff, and Central ran out the clock. So that's the game that was the closest for them, mm-hmm. and. Uh, that was the game where the opposing defense had the most success stopping the run against the Red Devils. All right. Uh, scout them for us. They are just loaded <laughs> with uh, D1 prospects. Yeah, everybody knows about Cam Coleman. Um, and, and they got they got another good receiver, too. They got a couple other good receivers on top of Cam Coleman. So it's just not him. Um so that's uh, that. That's one thing to keep an eye on is the fact that they do have so many great, uh, great receivers. They got a good back. They got a great offensive line. Their quarterback isn't as mobile, but what he does really well is he um, is is he's able to set his feet and uh, and, and and put it where he wants it. And and that's kind of what makes them go. A lot of RPO games, a lot of run pass options. Sees where he can, you know. See where he can uh can can take advantage of defense and 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 that type of stuff, and then defensively they got a, a Bama commit on the D line. They got mm-hmm. a Bama commit in the defensive backfield. Their linebackers fly all over the field. It's talent upon talent upon talent upon talent on this team, and there's a reason that Pat has said it might be his best team and might be the best central team that I've seen. Um, but uh, I we've we've seen some team. decent central teams, Scott. I don't want to say the best as there was the team that won state, um, but but this team is is right there with that team. All right, now it's not like Auburn High is uh, without talent or anything either. They've had to battle through some uh, through some yep. uh, through some injuries, and they've got some guys that that look like they're coming back. Uh, I mean, uh, I think Henry Allen's one of the stories of the year. He's gotten better and better after you yep. know being you know forced there into the. Uh, quarterback job because of injury yeah and and Auburn tried to kind of help him along the way as much as they could and then they looked at him in the fourth quarter against Opelika down by two scores with eight minutes left and said all right Henry we got to throw it and he went out there and he made some big throws he made some big throws throughout that game but in the last two drives he made uh he made a bunch of really really there were some huge third down conversions Yep, and you know, third down and twelve, third down and fourteen, third down and fifteen, and he was able to connect on that. Uh, that that helped helped Auburn pull off that big time victory. He's got to be good tonight. Um, you know, this offensive line, which struggled at times, runs for two hundred and seventy yards against Opelika last or last game. And that Opelika D line's got some D one D one talent on it as well. So. You're hoping when Auburn goes into tonight's game, they've seen really good D linemen, they've seen some good defensive backs, they've seen some good linebackers, they've seen good receivers, but they just haven't seen it all put together like this central team. Um, but, you know, this is why you play the game. Auburn knows they're going to have to go out and be physical. they got to go out and compete every single game. 
or every single snap. And, uh, you know, they're not going to back down from the challenge. This is why you you play, is in, is in for games like tonight. And, yeah, it might be setting up just for what happens later on in November. But, you know, it, it's a really good feeling going into that if, if there is a second matchup that, well, you got the first one. And the other thing is if you get this one. Yeah, you get this you one, you're most again, likely going to get them at home again. You're going to get them at home again, and you don't got to go down that road down 280 and go over to uh, to uh, Phoenix City where weird things seem to happen in that state. Uh, they have for years and years. Now, I mentioned a little while ago, I mean, uh, it's not been a, a season where, boy, you've had long home stands or anything like that. It, nope. It's great to be at home. This is the home stand. Auburn plays <laughs> at home tonight and next week, and that is that's yep. the end of the home stand. We have uh, traveled all over the state, uh, traveled to Birmingham a couple of times, traveled down to Dothan. Um, it's just the way the schedule worked out this year. Um, uh, Auburn thought they were going to have Ramsey at home back-to-back years, and then at the end, uh, before that contract got signed, they had to change it up. They knew it was going to be a four-home, a four-game uh, season this year uh, as far as home games, and you know, you, you kind of can't control it. It is what it is. Everybody's kind of struggling to find out-of-region games. Uh, you know, Opelika had to play Thompson and uh, then go down and play Theodore Central, played Hewitt Trustville, and then they, they couldn't find another one. They're actually having two mm-hmm. bye weeks this year. So um, it, it, it is what it is when you're in an off-region. Auburn, Auburn has nine teams in this region. And just kind of the surrounding area doesn't have the schools as big as theirs, so it, it, it's just kind of tough to to go fill out the schedule. You got to go where you, the teams will play you, and uh, you know Auburn's been on the road. It is what it is. Uh, Coach Etheridge has preached to his team, you know, we got to control Auburn. And so when you start looking at playing Central and all these four stars, five stars, and all this, because we can't control that. We can control what we can do, um, and so that's been a, and that's another part of it is you can. You can't control what stadium you're in. All you can do is control how you play in said stadium. Yeah, but you're you're so much glad, you're so much happier that you're playing at your home Absolutely. stadium. And I'll add one other thing. Yes, you're in you're in an odd teamed region. There may not be other teams close by. And hey, when you win an awful lot, other teams don't want to play yep. you either. So I mean, it's it's that combination of things that make it tough to find those teams. But uh, you, you reckon there's uh, uh, any way folks that don't have a ticket can get in tonight? I think there are some tickets still available on the uh, on the promotion social media link that I saw out. They did put out the, the link on GoFan. So Good. if you're okay. interested in going, I would go ahead and get on GoFan right now and, and try to scoop up some tickets uh, and make sure you know if they're home or visiting section so you can sit in the correct area and make sure you can get into the section that you want to get into. Oh, yeah. Well, man, again, looks like perfect weather for tonight. You got the whole crew? Whole crew will be here. We're hoping that uh, it's uh, it's it's just uh, it's the whole crew pulling together because shoot, it's going to take everybody on the, on the uh, field <laughs> to win a game. Might as well have the whole crew together in the broadcast booth. Oh, absolutely! Looking forward to it again. Six thirty pregame over on Wings, right? Yep, six thirty pregame, seven o'clock kick, and we there. It's the TV game of the week. There's a bunch of ways to listen and to watch uh, NFHS as well. It'll have our broadcast synced with a video by AHS Mass cool. Media. So, bunch of ways to watch here tonight. That is great. Scott, uh, thanks a lot, man. Have a great broadcast. Good luck. Thanks. Y'all have a good one.
All right, Scott Bagwell joining me here on the Friday edition of The Drive. Yeah, huge ball game. Great to know that you, if you don't have a ticket and you can't make it over there, you can still watch it and listen to Scott and the guys. All right, we will get to our final break here of hour number one. Stick with us here on the Friday Drive. This is Scott Bagel. Catch the Auburn High School Tigers this Friday night as they host Rival with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of the drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502 or email the drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the drive here on this Friday afternoon. Bill and Drew here in the studio. Love for you to join in. Again, the drive hotline presented by Skybar Cafe, 334-321-1390. Let's see, keeping an eye on the ALCS game five. This is a critical game. Team that wins here just one game away from playing in the World Series. And the Astros behind Justin Verlander and Alex Bregman. Still lead the Rangers 1-0 as we go to the top of the fourth. Uh, Verlander pitched well his first outing against Jordan Montgomery. Montgomery just didn't give up any runs. Verlander only gave up two his first time out. He is cruising through three. Montgomery, just the the one uh, mistake, and that was the Bregman homer. And he will, I believe, lead things off in the top of the fourth. So uh, we'll keep you updated on that. Don't forget, coming up, a little later on, right here on ESPN 106.7, uh, you'll be able to listen to Game 4 of the National League Championship Series. The uh, Diamondbacks win at home yesterday to cut the Phillies' lead to two games to one. As a matter of fact, that was the score, two to one. The Diamondbacks beat the uh, Phillies last night, and... Uh, We'll have that ball game for you here on ESPN 106.7 coming up a little later on. Well, as a matter of fact, um, I believe the pregame starts at 6.30. First pitch is shortly after 7 o'clock tonight. That's the same time as we mentioned that the uh, pregame and the kickoff for the Auburn Central game going to be going on over on Wings 94.3. Love to hear from you. Get your thoughts on anything going on this weekend, college football, obviously, Auburn with a um, huge challenge against the Ole Miss Rebels. Auburn has dominated the series. They've won 17 of the 20 games that have been played in Auburn. Auburn has dominated the series throughout. Ole Miss, as I mentioned earlier, has not beaten Auburn in back-to-back years since the 1952 season, but uh, they are the favorite, and rightfully so. I mean, they're, they're coming in off an open date. Auburn coming in after the solid trouncing at the hands of LSU last week. So, I mean, it's very understandable that LSU, I mean, excuse me, that that Ole Miss would be favored this week. Let's see, the uh, the Rebels, and, and it's not a situation where you go, well, are they looking to next week? Ole Miss got Vandy next week. Um, so, <clears throat> so, I mean, you would expect an Ole Miss team that's going to come in and I've said this a couple of times, if Lane Kiffin gets a chance, he's going to run it up. I mean, he'll have no problem doing that because he's heard uh, some – there's some Ole Miss people that still lament the fact that Hugh Freeze isn't their coach. And Lane's going to uh, want he, – he doesn't want to hear 
if they struggle or by, you know, by some chance were to lose to Auburn, man, some of the Ole Miss fans would would never stop with, yeah, we we shouldn't, you know, Lane, we should have let Lane go go to Auburn and gone and gotten Hugh back or or whatever. So I expect Ole Miss to come in tomorrow um, ready to try to jump on Auburn. It'll be interesting, I guess. I guess if Auburn wins the toss, they defer. I, I mean, because how much confidence do you have in your offense? But do you want do you want to run the risk of going out, sending your defense out there on the field against an explosive offense like Ole Miss, the way LSU started things last week? I, I just don't know. Again, hopefully Auburn's got some guys back. They hopefully Keontae Scott can can play and and uh, you know be somewhere close to the Keontae Scott that. That we saw before he went down with the, uh, uh, with the, you know, I heard it talked about today, the high ankle or the lower leg injury, uh, but he had that uh, surgery and he's back, and back at practice uh, again. I mentioned Austin Keys, Javarius Johnson's a guy that man, I've, I've been looking forward to seeing more of him, but he has not been able to stay healthy and be out on the field uh, with any consistency, and I think Auburn really, really misses him in the passing game because he's somebody you could count on to run the route, be where he's supposed to, and if the ball gets there, to catch it. So we'll have to wait and see. And as I as we open up the show, who's going to be the who's going to be the quarterback that trots out there for Auburn's first possession? All right. Uh, when we come back, we're going to replay the interview with Dr. Corey Sperlin about the special halftime show that's coming up tomorrow night. If you hadn't heard about this, you want to, you'll want to listen and be prepared for this. And, you know, again, you may need to brush up on your Metallica lyrics. Stick with us, and then Don Dunn will join us following that. Love for you to uh, be with us in hour number two of The Drive, which is coming up. Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. And welcome back into The Drive here on this Friday afternoon. Bill and Drew here in the studio. Dan, uh, back uh, reminiscing with some uh, with some classmates for tonight, but uh, I believe he's going to be back in town for the game tomorrow, and then he'll, of course, be back uh, here in the studio on Monday. Right now, though, it's Friday, and it is time to welcome in our regular 5 o'clock guest here on the Friday Drive, and that's former Auburn defensive line coach and uh, just a great, great all-around guy. Again, we call him the the, the pit boss, and that is Don Don. Don, how are you doing today? Doing good, Bill. How are you? Doing fine. Hey, this is uh, this is a game that I'm sure probably means uh, me, means a good bit to you, Auburn and Ole Miss, since you you came with with uh, Tubbs from Ole Miss to Auburn, and I recall that first meeting where there were some Ole Miss fans that that weren't the uh, the, the most friendly Ole Miss fans when <laughs> when they came when they came in twenty uh, something years ago here. Uh, now this one's a little bit different. You've got. Hugh Freeze, uh, another former Ole Miss coach, against Lane Kiffin, who was whose name was mentioned 
when Auburn had an opening a year ago. Uh, this is going to be it's going to be a tough challenge for the homestanding Tigers against this explosive Ole Miss offense. Yeah, it'll be a real challenge. Uh, you know, like you said, their offense is really good, and they go so fast, uh, the up-tempo, which can cause a lot of problems. I'm sure uh, Coach has been working on that all week, uh, you know, getting in the signals early. Find the ball. You know, a lot of kids, you know, don't realize where the ball is going to be marked so you can get lined up. Uh, they got to practice that. In between the hashes, you know, it's going to be to the near hash, you know, where it's spotted, and that's we always try to work on that. Don't just be milling around. Get your, you know, head to the sideline. Get the call. Get lined up. You know, and it's tough to sub. I know the rules have changed some, mm-hmm. but we got to be alert, and you don't want to run a big guy all the way across to the opposite hash. You know, I've been caught myself doing that, and they had 12 men on the field, and that's no fun when you're the D-line coach in charge of subbing. But it'll be a challenge. Uh, yeah, um, we just got to – you know, slow them down and keep playing and keep fighting. Uh, be a great home crowd, I know, because like you said earlier, there's a lot of people in town, and that's good. Oh, Weather yes. should be excellent. So I'm excited. I think we'll bounce back. You know, we were disappointed, like you said last week. Uh, just didn't feel like we, you know, we came out a little flat for some reason. And, you know, that happens in a hard-fought game, and then you have an open date. You know, it's tough to play down there at LSU. And their offense is good. I don't care. They really, that. really are. Woo. I mean, you, you come out flat against a team like that, and you know what happens? You get flattened. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's, that's because, I mean, you looked up. My son went, and he said he was in line pregame <laughs> to get a drink. And by the time he was getting in his seat, they'd already scored. And, yeah. you know, and he get, gets comfortable, and we're punting the ball back to them. So, I mean – uh, you, you've got to be very, very careful. Who was the first? I was just thinking about this. Um, you, you didn't see as much up-tempo early on when you guys were here. Who was the first team that uh, that you guys faced that, that tried to tempo? Wow, uh, that is a great question. But no, that we, we never had to worry about that when I first started coaching and even you know, our first years at Auburn. Right. I, I, I don't know. That's a great question. I have to do some thinking on that and get back to you next week. Yeah, well, uh, because it's something, I mean, it's become very, very popular, and it's it's something yeah. Hugh wants to do, but he just yeah. doesn't feel like he's got the talent right. or he doesn't want to risk it defensively. We've been talking about it all week. Boy, yeah. it seems like he's really longing for those days. I wouldn't be shocked if one of these times they just go out there and, and see what they can do offensively by going up tempo because – they really haven't been able to consistently sustain drives, slowing it down. Right, and I, you know, I'm sure he wants to try, like you said, protect our defense. And uh, if they're going up tempo, and then we go out there and we turn it over or something, and go fast, then we're right back on the field, and that's that's tough. But I, I don't know who the first team that we played. Um, I have to really think about that. That's a great question. All right, uh, as, as, as we mentioned, and we're talking with, uh, with uh, Coach Don Dunn here on the Friday Drive, um, rough, rough night for Auburn last Saturday night, but we've seen so many teams look just Jekyll and Hyde from week to week, and a lot of times you can look at where they played. I mean, Auburn has been so much better at home this year than they have been on the road, and that gives me hope and I think should give the Auburn fan base – you know, hope that just because 
it wasn't pretty last week, that doesn't mean that's necessarily what you're going to see tomorrow night. You're exactly right. And, you know, being a night game, I think that helps. We're, we're, we're different. It's a different crowd. You know, it's going to be a beautiful day. The fans will be into it. There's no love lost between the two schools. That's no secret. And uh, being a night game, like I said, playing at home, we just got to handle their tempo. We got to stop the run. They got pretty good running backs. Yes, like they we do. do. And I think we have to run the ball. Don't abandon the run. You know, just go in there and try to run it and open up the passing game. I, I'll be interested to see who our quarterback is. I don't. I haven't heard anything, but I just got a feeling we might see both of them or more than we have. See a little more in nine. I just have a feeling yeah. we're going to see a little more of Robbie than, than we right. have to this point because it's been such a struggle. It's not necessarily all Peyton's fault. No. But uh, to try to take advantage of, of – the guys, and you know what they can do. And Robbie can make plays with his legs. There's no question about it. Yeah, he uh, he adds a different uh, element to our offense. But you know, like like I said, we just gotta gotta get a fast start. I'm, I, we don't have to score, but we can't let them like LSU did just take it down and bang. And that that's something our mental mentally we might not be able to handle right now because we're probably a little flat uh, fragile. But we got to stay positive. I know the coaches and. Players got to be on the same page and can't let the outside noise bother you. Because, um, you know, like you said, you look around the country and, and one team looks great, and then the next week they look terrible. So it's Man. a very interesting year. Look, I, yeah, I look, look at Louisville the last two huh. weeks. Louisville, yeah. I mean, you know, just dominated. I mean, they were the better team on the field against Notre Dame and looking like, wow, Jeff Brom's got a chance. That This team's got a chance – to run the table, and then they go lose at Pitt. Yeah. A team that had one win. So I know. So, you never know. Yeah. I mean, um, so we we will see. I expect I expect a, a much more energetic Auburn team tomorrow night. I expect there to be a a uh, a, a great crowd for the game. I mean, oh, it, yeah. this is this you know, it's great. It's hard to believe here we are in the second half of the season, and it's the first it's the first conference home game at night. Yeah, I know. It's uh, flying by, and uh, just the way the schedule worked out. Uh, and, and you always want to play at night at home. Sure. And, uh, just It's just different. It's a different feel. It's, it's, it's a great environment. and I think we'll play well, too. Uh, I know there's been a lot of, I'm sure, a lot of talk and you know, disappointed people, which is normal, and, but uh, we just got to stay the course. We knew it was going to be tough, and we got to stay positive, and the players got to stay positive. Just keep giving effort. That's all we got to do. Keep giving effort. And and let's face it. I mean, as crazy as this sounds, I mean, the schedule is much more manageable from this point on. Uh, I mean, because there there are other teams coming up on the Auburn schedule that that are struggling as much, if not more, than the Tigers. Right. We got two home games in a row, and uh, we take these two and uh, just keep rolling and we'll, we'll get back on track and recruiting is going great i think and uh, mm-hmm. it just just got to keep working and uh, i know it's hard but uh, everybody wants to win now but it, it, he's doing it the right way you got to build the program you got to stay positive and and you know if we didn't see improvement you'd be very disappointed but i think we're getting better it didn't show it at all you know the whole time at lsu but if you study it and watch it it's getting better, and the recruiting is definitely getting better. 
Yeah, that's that, that's exactly what you want. Don, uh, it's, it's always great spending a little time with you. I'm, I'm sure you've been pretty busy with as many folks as are in town. Yeah, I'm getting ready to go in early tonight, go in about 7. Uh, we've got a lot of orders, and that makes Larry happy and makes us happy. And, and uh, let's get a big win tomorrow night, and everybody will be happy. Absolutely. Hey, thanks again, Don. We'll talk to you next week. Have a great weekend. You too. Thanks, Bill. All right, Coach Don Dunn joining me as he does every Friday afternoon around 5.15, and we really appreciate him spending a little time with us. We'll open up the phones. Love for you to join in. We've got a half an hour to go here on the Friday Drive. Dan Peck on ESPN 106.7 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of the drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502 or email us at thedrive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the drive. Final 25 minutes or so here on this Friday afternoon. Love for you to join in. Give us your thoughts on tomorrow night's Auburn Ole Miss game. Anything else you want to talk about sports-wise, let's update you on the ALCS. Uh, They're now in the top of the sixth, and a Nate Lowe homer in the bottom of the fifth off Justin Verlander evens this ball game at one apiece. Jordan Montgomery, Justin Verlander pitching very well. Montgomery uh, has given up three hits and a walk, just a couple of strikeouts. Verlander, two hits and a walk and three strikeouts. So, I mean, both pitchers pitching very well, holding these. These are a couple of lineups that can, I mean, score a lot of runs. And it's a, it is a 1-1 ball game as the Astros bat in the top of the sixth. Again, this is critical game number five because the winner here needs just one win to punch their ticket to the World Series. Auburn will miss um, – Tomorrow night, when you look at some of the numbers, I mean, it's it's easy to see why, man, what the the challenge that Auburn has. Jackson Dart was a he was an inconsistent quarterback a year ago, turned the ball over a good bit. He has not done that this year. Just two interceptions and 167 attempts, 12 touchdowns, completing over 64 percent of his passes for 1,638 yards. I mean, you, you see the difference. I mean, Auburn uh, Auburn is at the bottom of the league and near the bottom nationally in yards per attempt, only averaging a little over four yards per attempt on the season. Peyton Thorne's Auburn's leading passer. He's completing 60.7% of his passes, but 117 passes for 745 yards, four touchdowns, and four interceptions. Um, and, and, and that's what we've been talking about. Auburn's passing game has just been very inconsistent. The running game, Auburn statistically has run the ball pretty well. Auburn's third in the SEC in rushing at 191 yards a game. Uh, Ole Miss right behind Auburn at 183. And um, it, it's been interesting. I mean, Auburn's leading rusher, everybody, I think we all expected it to be um, – Jarquavis, but I mean, we we have not we have not really seen Jarquez uh, Jarquez be able to run the ball with the effectiveness that he had his first two years. He's averaging less than four yards a carry. I mean, he's just seven yards behind Peyton Thorn. But who would have thought? Again, who would have thought Peyton Thorn would be Auburn's leading rusher at the midway point 
with 225 yards. Auburn has rushed for a net of right at 1,150 yards and 191 yards a game, but they haven't had a back that has really been able to get out and and just, you know, be the man, a guy that uh, could could pop a run at any time, rush for 100 yards. It's interesting that Quinshawn Judkins, the Pike Road native, who had such a fabulous freshman year, he struggled a little bit this year as well. Got off to a, a slower start. He's picked it up lately and is the leading rusher for the Rebels with 443 yards, averaging about 74 yards per game. But he's just over four yards per carry. Guy who, and, and I've heard a couple of people say, you know, look out for uh, Ulysses Bentley the fourth, who is a transfer uh, and is averaging seven, almost seven and a half yards per carry. And he is their big play back. Quinchon's been more the between the tackles. Bentley is is a guy that they like to get outside and try to get him in space. And then Jackson Darts rushed for over 300 yards, uh, 302 on the season. So, um, yes, as as a couple of people have said, I mean, a lot of your, your first thought on Lane Kiffin is, well, he wants to just throw the ball all over the yard. They ran. What are they? They ran for over 400 yards against Auburn last year. Uh, remember, that was a 48-34 win, and they may have run for around 450. I don't know that I want to look back at those numbers, but, I mean, they just ran and ran and ran against Auburn a year ago. And I'm sure that they'll see they'll, they'll try to see if they can. And and the fact that Auburn doesn't have Messiah Nasili Kite, uh, who who you know, we may not have noticed him making a lot of tackles, but we've had multiple people say he was critical to Auburn's run defense. And that's gonna put more pressure on Keldrick Falk. We mentioned him a little earlier, the the true freshman. Uh, who has who has been been a little better, I guess, uh, in in pass rush than he has in run stopping. So I mean, I'm sure that Ole Miss is is going to test the Auburn run defense. So I mean, that will be critical to see if Auburn can Auburn can get some stops there. Hugh Freeze said it last night in Tiger Talk that I mean I mean it always is, but with the speed that, that the Rebels like to run with how Auburn wants to um, keep the ball away, try to control the clock, third downs are critical. Auburn's got to, uh, Auburn's got to be better on third down conversions and third down stops. And thus far this year, let's see, third down conversions, Auburn is exactly – 33%, 25 for 75 offensively. You'd love to be at 40% or better. And defensively, you'd like to keep teams under 35%, but opponents on the season are 39%. So, I mean, Auburn's allowing third downs a little more than you'd like and not nearly able to convert third downs as much as they would like. When you look at Ole Miss, um, Ole Miss is 39%. It's, here's, this is interesting. Now, I didn't realize this because I kept hearing how much better the Ole Miss defense is. Ole Miss is allowing 43% third down conversions. So that is not good. Um, so hopefully Auburn can convert some. And I'm a little surprised. I mean, with the, with the gaudy numbers they have, 
They're just at 39% or 38.5% on third downs. Of course, the thing to keep in mind with Lane Kiffin is he likes to go for it on fourth down. They have already gone for it on fourth down 16 times this year, and they're 12 of 16 on fourth down conversions. And they have only lost one fumble and thrown two interceptions this year. So Ole Miss has only turned the ball over three times all year. Um, Let me see if I can – the opponents have lost four fumbles – and have thrown five interceptions. So Ole Miss is a plus six on turnovers. And, you know, Auburn, Auburn has forced some turnovers this year. Uh, Auburn has seven interceptions on the season, and they've recovered four fumbles. So Auburn has recovered – Auburn has gotten 11 turnovers, um, but they have lost, let's see, four fumbles – and for so Auburn's plus three. Auburn's got four interceptions, four fumbles, and they've uh, had seven interceptions and four. So Auburn's plus three. Ole Miss is plus six. That's something that Auburn really needs tomorrow. They need to be plus in the turnover category to have a chance against Ole Miss. Houston has scored a run off Jordan Montgomery in the top of the sixth, still batting runners at the corners and with a chance to sort of um, – Bust this one open. They lead it 2-1 to one over the uh, Rangers as the Astros bat in the top of the sixth. 334-321-1390. That is the drive hotline presented by Sky Bar Cafe. Love to hear from you. What do you think we will see tomorrow? Who do you think will be the first quarterback out there? Um, I'm, uh, I had thought that it would probably be Peyton again, but as the week has gone by, I'm not so sure. Not so sure about that. And here's the other thing. If it, if it is Peyton, I, I'm a little concerned about the, the reaction that there might be. And I, I, I agree with what, um, what we've heard that, you know, if, if Robbie's the one that goes out there first and things don't go well, then it, would be, it might be a little easier for Peyton. Now, you sure don't want to go, well, let's put him out there and get behind and then have to go to Peyton. But, I mean, we will see what happens tomorrow there at the quarterback. It'll also be interesting to see if Jeremiah Cobb gets a little more play. Because, boy, I, I, I thought he was one of the bright spots last week down in Baton Rouge, along with Brandon Frazier. Uh, we've seen a lot of Brandon this year, just hadn't seen him targeted very much. That's one thing Robbie Ashford did. I mean, I believe all four of his passes were uh, aimed toward Brandon, and Brandon caught three of them, uh, plus the two-point conversion. So um, look look for more of Brandon. I, I know folks are hoping to see maybe Rivaldo and Brandon Frazier on the field at the same time. I wouldn't be surprised at that. And, and as uh, Jeremy was saying a while ago, I've really been surprised that we haven't seen more – um, eye candy or whatever you want to call it. Haven't seen, haven't seen Auburn um, running counters. Haven't seen him running a lot of reverses or things like that. And the offensive line's actually not been that bad. It's not, not that oh you're you're worried about guys getting hit behind the line of scrimmage all the time, but um, but it, you know maybe we see some things like that tomorrow. Just have to feel that 
that this it's going to look like a different team tomorrow than it did this past Saturday night. We'll get to our final break of the afternoon. Still plenty of time for you to join in. Again, 334-321-1390. That's the number to get you through as we continue here on the Friday Drive. Hey, guys, this is Tyler Reynolds with Reynolds Outdoors in Opelika. Fall is right around the corner, which means two things. Football season and hunting season will be on us before you know it. When you're not cheering on the Tigers this fall, take advantage of getting outside with your friends and family to enjoy our great outdoors. We have everything you need from firearms, 